0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. As we heard in that gospel reading just a moment ago, Mary Magdalene wept at the thought of Jesus' body having been taken away. When she realizes that it's actually the resurrected Jesus who's speaking to her as the light is coming up, as I could really relate with this as I get to the top of this hill and I see a figure standing here talking to two other people who I haven't met yet. One I know really well, but I didn't know who he was. It was Tom, already here this morning, greeting people. But in the dark, he might as well have just been the gardener, right? She realizes it's Jesus, and when she does, she, she wants to cling to him, hold on to him. She was distraught because she thought he was gone. Thought his body had been moved and she didn't know where. Still, still not grasping this idea of the resurrection that Jesus preached. Finally, when he announces, when she realizes it's him, he tells her to go spread the news. Tell the brothers, tell the disciples. Tell them he is risen. He is is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The one who had been publicly and irrefutably killed was now undeniably alive. You and I live in a time after Christ's ascension to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of his father and our father, his God and our God. We're blessed to live in a time that not only has Mary's eyewitness account of Jesus' resurrection, but also the eyewitness testimony of the disciples and of hundreds of others, as we heard in the epistle reading, who interacted with Jesus after his resurrection and before his ascension. My friends, Jesus got up from the dead. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Real people witnessed the resurrection of our Lord. They saw him with their very own eyes. They talked with him. They ate with him. They touched his wounds. And then they all did what Mary did. They told other people what they experienced. If it was today, they would have made a YouTube video or a TikTok, and it would have went viral. They told him that Christ is alive in the flesh. Death couldn't keep him dead. Jesus' resurrection was not a secret. His resurrection wasn't hidden or obscured. It wasn't a a close encounter with just his people. The eyewitness accounts that the once dead Jesus was alive again, truly went as viral as it could have in first century Palestine. Before it could be written down in what we now call the Gospels. Before Paul wrote any of his letters. Excuse me. You can't get too carried away early in the morning. Before the church recited the Apostles' Creed for the first time, or any formal statement of belief was composed People, just like you and me, told their neighbors the good news of Jesus' resurrection. They opened their mouths and told their neighbors that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Death. Death. Your death has been defeated once and for all. It's fitting to say that in this location. This is a temporary holding place for the faithfully departed, for their bodies as their souls are already with their Lord. That good news spread that death did not have any fangs anymore. Each of the hundreds of eyewitnesses told their friends and family what they saw Jesus alive. It's important to really dwell on this. Because you and I live some 2,000 years after the life, death, and resurrection of the historical Jesus. And we live in a very skeptical time. An era fed by one form of disbelief after another. A time of ridicule where recorded miracles, such as the resurrection, are discounted with, without serious inquiry by millions upon millions of people with a worldview informed by the unbelieving thinkers of the Enlightenment, many of whom worked tirelessly and intentionally to remove God from our world in order to ignore the reality of their personal sin that they wanted to keep committing. This is what we've been influenced by men who did not want the reality of God hindering them. And so they worked in their fields to proclaim that God is dead so that he would stay dead and we wouldn't be hindered by sin. Little do they know that there is a solution to sin, that God is not dead. He is risen. He is risen risen indeed. Hallelujah. You and I live in a time where it's hard for many of us to believe in Jesus. We're encouraged not to accept the historically verifiable accounts of Jesus' resurrection by the influences and influencers of our age and the age just prior to us. It's easier for us not to consider the scientific, forensic, and historic evidence that confirms the claims of the books of the Bible. It's easier for us to sell out and live a life of conformity with the world, not thinking, not using our reason, not investigating the claims, but just going with the path of least resistance. But truth remains even if someone doesn't want to admit it, the evidence is in place. Truth is objective. It is knowable. It is absolute, even in a postmodern relativistic world. Truth doesn't care about your feelings or your opinions. It remains what it is. Jesus remains alive. We have the eyewitness testimony of those who saw Jesus alive and well after he had been brutally murdered on the very public Roman cross. After his death, which was a spectacle before the people on purpose, Rome used crucifixion as a crime deterrent, capital punishment. Crosses were placed in visible locations on roadways so people would see them jesus died publicly on purpose and his resurrection was public on purpose he didn't want any of this happening in obscurity what does this mean for us it means that what we read in the gospels and in the rest of the new testament is verifiable if only we look at the evidence that the internal claims of scripture are testable by external evidence. A quick, quick look to the annals of history offers at least 10 ancient non-Christian writers within 150 years of Jesus' life who provide historical data about Christ and their information perfectly aligns and is consistent with the data we find in scripture. If what the apostles and the evangelists wrote about the resurrection of Jesus wasn't true, if what we read in the New Testament wasn't true, the facts, the apostles would have been easily called out on their lies. From the very beginning, this thing called Christianity would have never taken off. In John's gospel alone, there are nearly 60 historically confirmed or probable details that you can look up and verify. The New Testament includes over 30 historical people, plenty of whom had great interest in discrediting the Christian eyewitnesses of Christ's resurrection. Enemies of this new religion that didn't want it to spread. What the apostles and the evangelists said about Jesus' resurrection was heard by hundreds of people who were there, who saw the resurrected Jesus with their own eyes. If the accounts of the other eyewitnesses to the events of the resurrection, the people referenced in the public testimony of the apostles, the women on Easter morning, Cleopas, Thomas, the Roman guards, the Pharisees, the hundreds of others that are mentioned. If it wasn't true, the apostles would have been refuted loudly, publicly. Someone would have said, that's bogus, I was there. And with the support of the Roman and the Jewish authorities. Men like Pontius Pilate and Caiaphas with the Pharisees and the Sadducees had motivation to pay close attention to what Jesus' followers were saying about his resurrection. They wanted to call BS on the eyewitnesses, desperately. What the apostles taught in the Jewish synagogues, they taught this in the Jewish synagogues. There weren't churches at that time. It was in houses and in the public gathering places, the Jewish synagogues and the Gentile public square. What they taught and spoke there was in front of a jury of other eyewitnesses while it was proclaimed to an audience filled with naysayers and skeptics who were diligent to scrutinize and desperately wanted to catch the evangelists in a lie. One false statement is all that it would have taken. One misspoken sentence, exaggeration or embellishment. One. One made up miracle and they would have called their bluff. No one in authority wanted their message to spread. YouTube would have taken it down. They wanted... To be able to denounce Jesus' resurrection as some sort of conspiracy of the disciples or the result of the imaginations of the superstitious. They were hungry to prove that. No doubt. This is why, just between John and Luke, two of the gospel writers, just them, we find over 140 historical details that are verifiable, not only by Christians but by historians of all stripes, friends and foe. The apostles were telling the truth and they knew they could include detail after detail that when double-checked would corroborate their eyewitness testimony and validate their words as trustworthy. Proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus was an unpopular and punishable offense. Far more... Than it is today. The disciples suffered that unpopularity and that punishment. They died as a result of sharing the good news of Jesus' resurrection. Who among this band of followers, which was quite large, would have allowed the apostles to spread such dangerous news if it weren't true? They would put so many people's lives at risk. Who would dare trade their lives for what they knew to be a lie? If Jesus had not been resurrected, there would be no reason for their heartache, for the mockery, the beatings, the imprisonments, the persecution, and the deaths of the eyewitnesses. They were martyred for the truth they saw and they shared because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. His resurrection is supported by mountains of evidence and we know it to be true. My friends, we stand here this morning, much like Mary Magdalene on that first Easter morning. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. And because of the verifiable testimony of the eyewitnesses of our Lord's resurrection, we know too that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. However, unlike Mary, none of us, none of us are weeping for fear that Jesus' body had been stolen, or taken away. No, because we have the blessing of living after the resurrection event and after the eyewitness testimony has been recorded and handed down. The apostles wrote it down, as John says, so that, you and I would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life eternal in his name. No death. We know that Jesus lives. He is risen. He is risen risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. Your Lord was resurrected and has ascended to his Father and your Father. His God and your God. Now, as we make our way out of this cemetery, having caught our breath, (laughs) away from these tombs, I encourage you to do as Mary did. Go and tell your friends, tell your family members what the Scriptures show you. You too can say, I have seen the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.